0: Welcome back to Reflection of Hope, I hope everyone's week went well, um, I also hope you enjoyed episode number two, uh, for chapter two, excuse me, for today's episode we're going to be discussing chapter three of Bell Hooks' All About Love, this chapter is called Honesty Be True to Love, and I am happy to also have another guest for this episode.
1: <laughs> Hi, my name is Mac. Um, I'm so happy to be here. I wish yes. I was with you in person.
0: This is my best friend forever and always.
1: Truly bonded <laughs> for life.
0: Um, yes, so today's chapter um is focused around the concept of lying. I guess not the concept of, but the actions of lying and how that affects personal relationships. Um mm-hmm. And really, when we learn to lie, why it's more accepted for men to lie, uh, why women lie. Um, but yeah, so let's get into it. Start by reading the quote that Hooks has in the beginning of the chapter, because I really love it. I think all of the quotes that she has actually for each mm-hmm. chapter are very beautiful. But this one is from John Wellwood, and it reads... When we reveal ourselves to our partner and find that this brings healing rather than harm, we make an important discovery that intimate relationship can provide a sanctuary from the world of facades, a sacred space where we can be ourselves as we are. This kind of unmasking, speaking our truth, sharing our inner struggles, and revealing our raw edges is sacred activity, which allows two souls to meet and touch more deeply. Mm. So. I love that quote. And of course, I also think this quote applies to platonic relationships as well. Um,
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, lying. Um, Again, (laughs) I won't do a full summary because we will have majority discussion, but I will introduce a little bit to start us off. Um, So, Hook stresses that truth-telling is at the heart of justice because when we're lying, uh, we're being untrue to ourselves, which in turn would mean we're fabricating our true needs and our feelings, and we're fabricating our experiences. Um, yeah, and she talks about how lying is more common now, that it's kind of more widely accepted for people to lie, and I think for people to tell the truth, um, is it's not a point of strength. It's not mm-hmm. seen as a, it's not seen as a strong quality in people if they are able to um, tell the truth, right? You were talking about it earlier, and
1: right, right. I mean, mm-hmm. just so many sectors of our life, I feel like, have this this culmination of like, okay, well, if you're able to manipulate or or kind of, uh, you know, alter things for your way, you're able to have power. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's looked at as such, like, a positive thing. You're able to be successful for yourself. And um, I feel like a lot of that is probably rooted in this, like, cutthroat, you know, selfish notion of, like, capitalism that we're currently in, you mm-hmm. know, that we individualism. We right, mm-hmm. right. And it's, I think that that's so prevalent. But also, you know, I know Hooks talks about patriarchy mm-hmm. and lying in control so heavily rooted in this false sense of power Mm -hmm. um which which is which is really interesting to me
0: yeah um when she talks about the patriarchy right and needing the sense of power uh, she makes the point to say that men specifically um and when when i say men i am speaking about people who have experiences from an outside perspective as a man, same when I talk about woman, um, because of course everyone is allowed to identify as they wish. uh, But there are still very uh, structured experiences that we have in society regardless. But um, when she speaks about men lying, she says that it's more accepted uh, because it's a way of proving that Um, that they are a real man because being a real man is equated with breaking the rules right right and like men can Mm -hmm. do and say whatever they want as long as that they're as long as they're proving that they're a real man right um which is not a healthy thing when thinking about curating spaces of real love yeah
1: and domination is is not real love right like it's not it's, it cannot
0: coexist.
1: <laughs> right. Right. And I feel yeah. like so much with what we're around is even just thinking about the binary of like, oh, this masculine, and feminine, dominant and like submissive energy, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's all around us. And so I feel like lying plays into that and plays into domination, especially, you know, with the male energies that I've felt in my own life and observed in my own life, um, like men are taught to ignore sentiments of their own emotionality Mm -hmm. um, because it shows vulnerability, right? And that's not domination. That's not Mm -hmm. power holding. Mm -hmm. Um, And it like, personally, in my own life, when I submit to those yearnings, submit to that tough exterior trying to mask vulnerability, it just distracts me from my own truth. It distracts me from my own, it's not who I am. And mm-hmm. and when I get pulled away from that even further, and I've seen others get pulled away from that even further, it, it's just toxic in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and in so many like parts of my life, I feel like.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about patriarchy too, um, it's it thrives on deception. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really, it thrives on deceiving ourselves, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to males who are supposed to carry um, patriarchal values and um, and interactions within our daily life. Um, yeah, I mean, personally for you, being a man, um, being a gay man, I mean, where do you see, um, lying kind of infiltrating, um, your perception of self and, Mm -hmm. and within the community and how, how does that affect loving relationships, um, as you've observed it?
1: Yeah, it's truly in so many different ways, but a huge thing that I see in the gay community is, um, Although like the queer community is presented as this all inclusive all loving non labeled non no expectation type of community, it truly is, especially with gay men, um, specifically when you look at like oh are you a top or a bottom are you are you dominant or submissive you know um, there's still this internal yearning in it's almost like indoctrinated in many like male identifying gay men mm-hmm. that that is is wanting to almost um, be in control of themselves you know mm-hmm. being in control of the moment and everything outside of themselves mm-hmm. um, and that comes out through lying that comes out in terms of in terms of creating this false narrative and mm-hmm. what they present so I've seen it a lot with I I don't know where I read it, but someone said this something about these men just being so built, so muscular, so chiseled, and focused on this outward physical appearance. But mm-hmm. still, when you speak to an individual, you can sense their emptiness. Right. They're okay. wanting to like find something deeper inside, but nothing being there,
0: mm. um, or so just much because of... being there and they're drowning right. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But an unwillingness to look inside themselves, mm-hmm. an unwillingness to be truthful with themselves, mm-hmm. because it's painful. It hurts to have to to work through yourself to mm-hmm. to destigmatize your own mind and 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 learn. But mm-hmm. I see it in that. I see it in a very toxic gay community. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also see hints and glimmers of people wanting to face inside and be more vulnerable and honest with themselves and i personally have fought that and i i'm i can offer my own examples in a little bit as we get deeper into it but it's very real i'd say yeah
0: um when i think about uh why people lie also um and and you know when you think about patriarchy being a system of domination that is embedded into our society um, it truly does strip it strips this basis of what is necessary um, to, to feel love right? Mm-hmm. Um, of what is necessary to and I wouldn't say it's just to feel love from others but to give yourself love also Um, Because when you're lying, (laughs) um, or when you're taught to lie, uh, you know, Hooks says that children learn to lie when they are punished for telling the truth, which I think happens pretty often. Um, You know, shame also comes with lying as well. If people are ashamed, they're going to fabricate a lie to, you know, hide that shame also. Um, Mm -hmm. I just. And when we, when we talk about lying right now, right, this conversation, we're not talking about like little white lies. We're talking about concealing your true feelings and concealing and not being able to recognize and name your feelings because you've been, um, because you've built a character on lies um, mm-hmm. because you've had to. And I think in, in the gay community as well, uh, with men, specifically with gay men, um, or even closeted gay men, uh, men in general, honestly, because when we have this debate of like masculine versus feminine, um, or, you know, submissive and dominant, um, those aren't natural states of being right. Being submissive or being dominant. Those are not natural states of being. There has to be one in order for the other one to exist. Right.
1: Right. Um,
0: And Hooks also talks about, I'm sorry, I don't really have a point here. <laughs> no, just speaking, no, but. it's
1: just, just speaking it out. It, it, it's hard because when you speak it out and it's so, it, it's just so hard to hear it mm-hmm. actualized too, because, yeah. because, you know, it's something we're currently working through, or at least yes. I'm currently working through myself and to hear the, <laughs> it's almost like a horror, right? It's sad, it's upsetting. <laughs> it's just it it hurt it it's hard to ponder on just in itself but i totally you. um
0: i'm trying to bring myself back okay uh so her main points she's talking about men seek domination they Mm -hmm. also seek validation so when i think about um dominating males uh in the male community not just the gay community um Hiding and lying about affection that you desire that is necessary um, for you to function uh, and feel cared for and feel heard. Uh, oftentimes, men are discouraged from expressing those emotions, right?
1: Mm-hmm. From,
0: oh, I need to be heard, I need to be understood, I need affection from my male friends, I need affection from my father, I need affection. Um, From my mother, from other women in my life, you know, Um, I think men, this is very detrimental. Lying is very detrimental for men specifically because they're discouraged from expressing what they need, which in result uh, makes them create this facade of not needing it. Of, mm-hmm. i don't need i don't need to I don't need to feel affection I don't need to be cared for and that in itself is very 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 detrimental mm-hmm. um, so I think Hooks was absolutely brilliant in adding this chapter because lying, oh my god in the uh, basic level of lying you cannot have true relationships you cannot have thriving friendships and relationships um, with friends or family or loved ones if there is any concealing of who you truly are if there is any lying of um of what you need of what you're capable of of your experiences um and it makes me so frustrated because i i think about Uh, you know, of course, I think about my family, I think about my family very often when thinking about these systems of domination, because it's so evident. Mm -hmm. Um, You see how people kind of reshape and reform themselves to fit, Mm -hmm. um, to not need other people, you know, to be um, these strong, powerful individuals who can make it on their own. But that's Mm -hmm. not
1: um, who they are, what they're yearning after and they're and you can hear it almost break sometimes,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, it's hearing people, right. But yeah. the whole, the whole concept of, oh, I had a dream once, but you know, I grow up, I grew up and yeah. now look at me, I'm successful.
0: Mm. No, you can you hear were... the, yeah, yeah. you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and that too is very saddening because it's like, no, you were taught to suppress your emotions and now you're settling and you're lying to yourself every day that you're happy with what you're doing and Mm -hmm. I cannot blame individuals for doing this because it's so
1: it's almost like you're drowning in everything else telling you to do these things right you know yeah
0: and allowing
1: you to to Mm -hmm. to keep this deception and allowing you to evade a true loving justice like Mm -hmm. bell hooks says right Mm -hmm. like this truth is built and builds loving justice Mm -hmm. and I loved this one quote where she says that trusting, basically, trusting that another person always intends your good, having a core foundation of loving practice cannot exist within a concept of deception, Mm -hmm. like you just mentioned, you know, Mm -hmm. not even a concept. And I put a note there and I said, look at yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I, I feel like, at some extent everyone struggles with truly facing themselves a hundred percent we're all mm-hmm. con- consistently changing and shaping but like you just said earlier it cannot exist when there's such a sch- like i guess it's a schism in your mm-hmm. true identity and what you're trying to hide behind or or mm-hmm. mask it with
0: mm-hmm. absolutely and when we're speaking to we're not only speaking of these deep lies um Mm -hmm. you know uh, towards the beginning of the chapter she talks about how lying is so commonplace that the simple question of how are you you know we're literally taught as children i mean i'm a nanny like And it's no fault of anyone. It's just, I feel like it's not your response as of now. But, you know, you teach children, you say, oh, you know, someone asks you, how are you? You say, good, how are you? Like, that's such an automated response. And it's not truthful. Um, Which as a child that is, you know, teaching teaching us to conceal our emotions and to not tell the truth. And I feel like even, um, you know, in my adulthood now, uh, you know, when I do ask my friends or, you know, my loved ones, how are you? Um, it feels like an automatic response. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've been trying to encourage myself to name my feelings, first of all, name my emotions, um, yeah. you know, when asked about them. Um, and, I, and I feel like it's a very difficult thing um, to practice because it feels like, Or it seems like we're feeling so many things at the same time, or if we're unable to, or we have not been in the practice of naming our emotions, it seems like there's only one emotion that we're feeling. Mm -hmm. But if you think about specific circumstances, like, oh, how are you today? Well, I woke up this morning and I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go to work, you know, but... Um, you know, there's a series of like how our emotions unfold throughout the day, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. We're far more complex than just telling these little lies, right? I feel like telling these lies um, about who we are, how we're feeling, um, in that one question,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it it it's almost like it makes it easier to function, right? It makes it easier to exist with other people who are also just giving automated responses. Right. Um, who, Which, who aren't asking themselves more difficult yeah. questions or who haven't been asked difficult questions. They don't want to continue to blame the individual because it's not it's not it. We're all a product of our environment. Um, you know, we have free will to change that and mm-hmm.
1: to ask ourselves these
0: questions. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it just it creates that cy- cycle of of not being in touch with any any sense of emotionality, not have not being in touch with mm-hmm. the first quote you read, you know, that sense of um what was it, that sacred activity, you know, mm-hmm. of speaking our truth, of sharing those things. And I hope, you know, I know you and I, and I hope the people listening too have felt those genuine moments of of being with someone and and unspeakably your heart's Understand, and this comes out of a sense of truth this comes out of a sense of um, the value of truth and it brings all of us closer like you were saying it, it and it gets out of that feedback loop of, of not being aware of ourselves it, it breaks through and brings us closer to that entity, that ball of energy you know that's in the that's inside of us <laughs> but yeah, I feel like those feedback loops that we're in can get so, cl- like a lot of people are in them, and and there's small small things we have to do to break out. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I would say, in in a male dominated society, mm-hmm. there is a, as and as a man, like as a gay man, there are things that I actively need to do, mm-hmm. to, to ensure that I don't perpetuate these things. You know, perpetuate these these circles that I was just talking about Mm -hmm. um and understanding my own relationship with domination you know I have personally lied you know to myself to the people around me I've taken up roles of of power and and success or my interpreted success by not showing vulnerability by not allowing myself to be taken care of within a relationship um within friendships and It ultimately brought me away from 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 what I needed to face and Mm -hmm. with it came a series of lies Mm -hmm. white lies to myself I mean when Hope and I were growing up I told so many lies
0: (laughs) for no damn reason (laughs) for no
1: reason Hope would catch me and just the the, the and smallest you would,
0: mm-hmm. and you would be so convinced also that you would just like look me dead in my face and mm-hmm. like I would have proof and you'd be like no
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah and and you know from that on to just not being completely honest in a relationship not you, you know these things feel heavier now you know when you get older but even yeah. those small little stupid lies they're they are products of what we're surrounded by, but mm-hmm. also, you know, as a man,
0: mm-hmm.
1: returning to a sense that allowing pain and hurt to be unseen or to be understood and seen and held by other people mm-hmm. releases that false sense of power that I feel like I need to have.
0: Mm-hmm. And so I do feel you like think... that. I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no. I just think that's super important.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think that you, you know, lying, um, series of lies from when you were younger like where where did those lies come from why do you think you were why do you think you had to do that like what what was your goal or yeah Mm -hmm. what was your goal with that
1: I think the environment that I might have been raised in didn't necessarily and this ties into our previous chapter but didn't necessarily teach me how to create a loving ethic for myself Mm -hmm. how to have internal satisfaction and contentment in myself you know
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know where we grew up it was a very white very privileged area and Mm -hmm. I grew up with two white parents Mm -hmm. not necessarily knowing my own identity but it feels good to create one and establish things for yourself
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and unfortunately I developed this form of self I think of self-validation that wasn't healthy Mm -hmm. that was
0: do you think because the lies got you attention?
1: Yeah, these things got me attention. And, and in my mind, I believed them probably more than the people around me did. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I, I passed as something that I wasn't or, or as someone who I was trying to be mm-hmm. um, who I wasn't. And to this day, Hope, I still ask myself, you know, what am I not facing? Mm-hmm. What am I still lying to myself about? And and I can tell you that my true intention is to be honest with everyone and have those moments of, those ritual moments of truth that bring me closer to everyone around me. But I have to ask myself, you know, what what am I still not being honest with myself and with others about?
0: And thinking about that question is not an easy thing, mm-hmm. because there's so much unpacking um, that you have to do. Right, you have to get to the base of your lies, and I feel like um, with you, uh, and I, I don't mean to project any experience or speak for you, mm-hmm. um, but I've known you for years, and um, just thinking about where we grew up, I can also speak from my own experience, like. Um, Those I feel like the lies that you were telling, and correct me if I'm wrong, of course um, were because because you needed to fit in
1: because Absolutely. you needed
0: because you needed to conceal who you are, you know as a gay man um in a very small, predominantly white community um yeah like because yeah I mean even for me let me talk about myself <laughs> <Because> I demand <laughs> truth left and right from everybody you know but it's like truly how much truth am I sharing a lot I do share a lot of truth but um I didn't come out as bisexual until I mean now I guess pansexual until um I was in college like my second semester in college and but I knew I knew for years and I had friends who were gay openly talking about it. There there wasn't, um, I guess I felt like, uh, you know, analyzing my surroundings, there wasn't a, a threat of violence if I were to. my. You know, my parents weren't violent about it, but it's just like, just thinking about the broader society, right? I, mm-hmm. I wrote about this actually, uh, I was looking through my notes in another piece that I have, and i said i have I have a hard time um i guess still proudly admitting and proclaiming my queerness because mm-hmm. i don't want i don't want to feel like life is harder than it already is
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know i don't want to have um a title that That automatically have, like, heart attached to it. Yeah. Um, so I th- that was a big thing that I was lying to myself about. I mean, that was something that I knew, that I'd known for years. I hadn't even had discussions with people who were close to me about it. Right. Like, I didn't even talk to you about it ever.
1: No, right. yeah. Yeah, I had no idea throughout. Yeah, lots of, even our time in, a little time in college.
0: Mm-hmm. I just, that's, you know, when lying about that I think I missed there were some missed opportunities of experiencing you know young love wherever I was there were definitely opportunities um to feel to feel that love that were missed because I wasn't being truthful to myself and I don't blame myself for it but you know we're just speaking about um the lies that we tell ourselves and that was one of them was denying right denying who I am and then even not having the conversation with you that's Mm -hmm. another that's another point where it's like okay you know here's my soulmate (laughs) (laughs) and I you know and it's like a I wouldn't say a basic identity but it is one of one of my more most more powerful identities I could say I guess any way we identify is pretty powerful but it's one of those things that it's like even now talking about it, I'm frustrated with myself because just because of the the shared experience and the under maybe not shared experience but the understanding that could have been had, you know, years ago, for both mm-hmm. of us, um, mm-hmm. if I were honest about that, right? If I were if I were open about it, um,
1: but also yeah yeah, and also mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but. There is a balance, right, especially mm-hmm. to queerness and, and coming out and exploring those things. Like Hooks does talk about how we all need, you know, privacy and, and time alone with our thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. before we we share things. And right. I think what defines this, though, is that and, and yours wasn't about keeping a secret because of power right. or, or just concealing it to have a leg up or anything. But what's cool about what you just mentioned and correct me if I'm wrong, is like there is a, a a coming into yourself and bodying yourself
0: mm-hmm. like in a
1: fuller way,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is cool when, when you share. The truth. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you share truth. that.
0: When you're truthful. No, I agree. I totally agree. When, I mean, when I finally was honest with myself and I, you know, I told you, I told a few other friends, there was this one, it was the question of, am I just, it just dis- disappeared from my mind.
1: Mm-hmm. it
0: just wasn't there anymore yeah it was like yes you are now, <laughs> now be it yeah. and move on you know like like feel it feel your identity feel your experience it's beautiful
1: we oh, yeah, ought to uh, have a new podcast for this just this topic specifically yeah oh, um, talking about our queerness that'd be like seven hours
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no seriously but I just when you're honest with yourself in any In any way, in any instance, uh, right? And speaking about it, it's like, I can say it wasn't that big of a deal, but even speaking about it now, it's like my chest feels open. If these lies that we hold within ourselves that are attached to our true identities Mm and to our very real experiences um, are very restricting. Hooks talks about too, like when, um, when women lie, it's to, which is very interesting. I yes, <laughs> I know what points. you're about to read. Yes, that, yes, yes, you do. Um, that women lie to create a sense of powerlessness, right? Mm-hmm. Like women, um, more likely than not, know their power. White women specifically, <laughs> white mm. women specifically, know when to withhold their power and to. Um, pretend that they are helpless and vulnerable um, in order to get what they want, to have power in the system, mm-hmm. to have power in their identities.
1: yeah, and then on the other hand, you know men are tied into the domination, the control, mm-hmm. the yeah, it's that duality is really interesting.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean,
1: uh, also, it's understandable. Uh, on the constructs we're raised in, I mean, it, it's horrific.
0: But... Yeah, because when I think about where we grew up, too, Mac, like, oh, I just feel like I was surrounded by people lying to themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: constantly.
1: My theology. Even teacher just at was our, at our yeah. high
0: school, even just at our high school, there were lies that were uncovered. <gasps> and it's like, wow.
1: Us turning into a tea podcast. Wow. <laughs> Time to read the receipts. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: oh, no, 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 no! <laughs> when women lie to please others, um, it affects our self awareness,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it can alienate, alienate us from our true feelings.
1: I feel. So, let's talk. Let's talk briefly about our active thoughts on, on helping this on
0: helping. on
1: honesty right on, yeah. on being honest with ourselves because mm-hmm. I, I know there's one quote that I'd love to read towards mm-hmm. the end of the chapter that really it brings it helps me mm-hmm. in my pursuit to be more honest not only with myself but with my needs wants you know with how I need to adjust the world in my work Just everything.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And I'll read it. Um, Hook says, when we hear another person's thoughts, beliefs, and feelings, Mm -hmm. it is more difficult to project onto them our perceptions of who they are. It is harder to be manipulative. And Mm -hmm. so, I think when we lie, Mm -hmm. it does go hand in hand with manipulation. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, The world is full of manipulation and sometimes it's not necessarily known like you could Mm -hmm. be manipulating and not know what you're doing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but the truth is uncomfortable but we affirm like the like like hook says we affirm the value of truth telling when we share it Mm -hmm. and when I hear that quote I think okay not only am I creating a truth for myself and putting it out there I'm making it easier to stop this loop, to stop this circle of me assuming someone else's truth without knowing it mm-hmm. or, or, or making a lie about who they are to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I feel like that's a great step to start with.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I guess this could translate to a healthy way of having control because you're having control of yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and people can continue to project um, their perception of you however they want. Um, But when you know who you are, um, it doesn't affect you as much. And also, I do agree that it does make it more difficult for people to project um, Mm -hmm. onto you if you are actively sharing your truth. Um, I mean... I definitely do make it a goal of mine and an intention of mine to be very truthful with the people that I interact with and the people that I call my very close friends. And I do feel like, uh, for that reason I've been able to, even in the past year, um, you know, there's been ups and downs in my friendships, but, um, and the friendships that are still standing and still expanding, um, there's a lot of truth that, um. There's a, there's a lot that's out in the open already about mm-hmm. who I am, about who they are. There's a lot of, um. I guess questioning of ourselves out loud, right? That is, that allows us to not only think about who we are, what our stances are, but allows us to to be. I guess to offer a space where we can listen to others um, Mm -hmm. speak their truth as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And as, and as hard as we want to go at it in terms of like, Oh, fixing something, it really, you know, one of my like previous close partners was like, it really comes down to just noticing, Mm -hmm. like noticing small things. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you actively take, like, I think about like taking my mind and like making a copy and like, focusing it on my other mind
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> as stupid yeah. as that sounds like that's
0: not stupid
1: you you see things that you wouldn't have s- noticed or seen if you if right. you just simply do that and are active mm-hmm. with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And I,
1: I've always appreciated that sentiment
0: mm-hmm. no I like that so in a way like if you kind of take a step back and you notice your interactions with yourself and your interactions with others you're able to I guess you're able to see where your intentions truly lie, or if there are any. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do you have some questions? Um, I do have some questions. I should make. This hopefully, there'll be. they will
1: probably be like lighter questions. Hopefully. Well,
0: no. <laughs> I guess it depends on how you answer questions, anyways, or you know. Mm. Um. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. So this one is for everyone to think about and answer. Um, do you remember the first time you lied and got caught? What was the reaction? So like, did you get in trouble? Do you feel like you were uh, encouraged to lie more because of the reaction? Things like that. Um, and then the this, this second question, I feel like is a pretty heavy question which we talked about today, what lies are you telling yourself that prevent you from knowing real love? Well, thank you for listening. This is one of the longer episodes that I have. Um, But we discussed a lot. So think about the questions that I asked. Um, If you have anything to share... My DMs are always open.
1: And so are mine. If You'd yes. like to reach out?
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Mac. I feel like when we kind of talk, it's just, we could talk forever.
1: We could. So <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> yes, of course. Thank you. I thank miss you. you. <laughs> I miss you too. But everyone, enjoy. Thank you. And I will be back with Chapter 4 um, very soon. Thank you.